0: This is Josh Mills and this is John Mills. Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. We are very happy to have you along with us for this wonderful beer episode. As you have heard, dad is back with us in the studio today for just a little bit before he goes off on his next trip, but that's the life of being retired. It's, it is. So we've got Dad back. We're doing pale ales this week for our beer episode. Dad, what are you going to be doing for your pale ale and your pairings? I'm doing Dale's Parallel. Uh, it's Oscar Blues Brewing. And I'm doing scotch eggs, beer cheese soup, and banquet beef pot pie. All right, that sounds really good. I kind of got the breakfast, lunch, dinner kind of thing going. Yeah, you've got it all. You've got it all right there for us. All right. So this week I am doing the Long Pool Pale Ale from Point Remove Brewing here in Arkansas. They're kind of new, new into our market as it over the last year, or so I would say. And for my pairings, I have some sweet potato fries. I have some pepperoni pizza. And I have a cheddar burger with onion straws on it. So, oh, wow, that sounds great. If you can't tell, I like pizza and beer and pizza and burgers and beer. So, you can't tell? I don't think you can tell by my pairings this week. But But before we move on in getting into these wonderful beers, we have to talk about the blind from last week. Seth blinded me on a wine. It was a red wine. I think I landed in saying it was a Grenache-based red. Or no, no, no. I said it was Syrah. I said it was a Syrah-based wine. Seth kept hounding me that I said Cassis. And what it turned out being is it turned out being a Bordeaux-style blend from Napa. It's the Andoronis, Andoronicus red blend from Napa Valley. So that's not his forte. I mean, typically he's going to do a Bordeaux from France, not from Napa. Well, So that was a curveball, I think. No, I should be able to figure that out. His thing was he kept telling me that I said Cassis when I was tasting through it. If I would have said Cassis, I would have gone more toward the Cabernet, a Cabernet varietal. Oh, okay. But I don't remember saying it. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, that's what that's where we got. No, he. I mean, this was a really good wine, um, and I was completely, wonderfully frustrated by it when I was what? blinding it. So <laughs> completely frustrated. So, so let's. Frustrated. <laughs> yeah, so. that's what he likes to do. And Jordan, she's evil. She said that on a, <laughs> on uh, the, the the sipper podcast. <laughs> yeah that that was that was a rough blind too because yeah. that american that smoked and and she said dad's never coming (laughs) back yeah but we're happy you're back for a couple weeks before you go off on on the next trip so you ready to get into these beers i'm ready all right so we're gonna start with my beer uh my beer is like i've said before it's the long pool pale ale from point Remove brewing here in arkansas it's actually in a town called moralton arkansas which is just north of conway and it's a lovely, uh, light-colored pale ale. Um, Have you had it before? I had it at a beer festival once. Okay, I've never had it. Yeah, I, I had it at a beer festival. And it was just kind of when they were getting into, I think, kind of into more distributing outside of just their, their tasting room. You know, Faulkner County, which is Conway, is a dry county. So, Moralton, do you know what county they're in? Obviously, they're in a wet county, I guess. Faulkner County is dry-ish. Well, yeah. Well, A lot of of counties are dry-ish, and listeners, what we're talking about, you you can't imagine a 75-county state like Arkansas that has about 40-ish counties that are dry. I mean, absolutely none. No alcohol. And then you got this dry-ish. And what that means is the restaurant can go to, like, the board of the city. And maybe they have to do a vote in that county. And then they go, I guess, to the ABC, the Arkansas Beverage Control. And they can get a license for that restaurant. And so that means that they can sell... Inside the restaurant, wine and beer, and there are you know typically no spirits, no no whiskey or liquor well, it depends on the exactly it but depends on the restaurant it depends typically. on... yeah, but so it's I think Conway's uh, fa Faulkner, Faulkner county is dry ish they've just recently like expanded the total number. and then these dry ish counties there are a set number of liquor licenses that are available right, and once they're gone, they're gone exactly, exactly. And I think they're all on-premise, meaning the stuff is drank and served uh, at, the, at the restaurant. So a exactly. restaurant is on-premise, a liquor store is off-premise. Yeah, there's no, there's no liquor stores in, in Faulkner County. That but I'm Conway at. County, I believe, is wet, which is right next to Faulkner County. I'm not exactly sure. I think Moralton is in Faulkner County. It may be in Conway County. I don't know. But that. I honestly don't know. Anyway... We digress. Uh, the pairings we have are p- uh, pepperoni pizza, some sweet potato fries, and a uh, cheeseburger that has some onion straws on it. So what do you think of this beer initially, Dad? Well, I like the color. You know, you you get that nice uh, light pale ale color, and mine is the oranger color. And then I haven't really noticed it and I haven't really tasted it yet but I'm excited to try it, especially because it's in Arkansas. Yeah, it's a it really... a couple minutes and I'll give it, you some more information. Well, it's a really cool... It's a really interesting thing learning more about pale ales is they are... There's a wide range of, of pale ales and it's a mother beer for a lot of other beers. You know, it's kind of the base for some, as we know, the India pale ale. is kind of the foundational beer for an India pale ale. Amber ales are based off pale ales. And what it has to do with is it has to do with the amount of malting that's in your in the beer. And then also your hop, how you choose to use your hops in it. So I would say this one, your beer that you brought has hops, but it's more malt driven. It's more a a pale ale that's malt driven, and and there's a whole oh. like you said, there's a whole range. Now mine, uh, we can talk about it later, but I want to interject. It's got like sixty five IBU, right? And I don't know what yours is, but I perceive it as being much lower. Yeah, and here and that's I why mean, I'm saying malt driven, right? So you know pale ales have been around since the sixteen hundreds, sixteen and seventeen hundreds when we're talking about beer. You know they were they used a particular type of fuel when they were malting the grain and it left a lighter color and lighter characteristics. So it would be, they would use these malts not just to make regular ale, they would use these malts to make a pale ale. Mm. And so that's where the, the the original name drives from, is that it was a lighter style or lighter in color style of beer than what was being done. Because if we think about like Belgian ale, Belgian ales and German, some of the big German standard ales, they're a little bit darker in color. They're a little bit weightier, mm-hmm. having that extra sugar in the malting process. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, these are a lot lighter. And, you know, nowadays there's two main styles of pale ales. You have traditional or English pale ales, And then you have American pale ale. And those are kind of the main delineations now. But when I was looking at this, you know, just talking about a pale ale in and of itself, you know, they're like, oh, well, here are beers that, you know, have derived themselves from a pale ale. And, you know, obviously IPA, India pale ales were on there. Amber ales were there as listed as a pale ale, the American pale ale, like I said, Australian pale ales, beer de garde, which is a lighter, a lighter style ale uh, with hot focus, blonde beers, English bitter or ESBs. Well, yep. those are all Irish red ales, Indian pale ales. There's a, so there's a ton of these that all come from this idea of using a paler malt in them. And then you really have a lot of flexibility when it comes to, your hop choices, because you want that hop characteristic to be there. This one, to me, has a very citrus hop forwardness. It's not very piney. It really has just bright, lemony kind of citrus flavors to it. Right. Well, they, and you said the piney, and that's that's where we get into the IPAs. Well, not always. No, but I American think that hop hop count gets it to that piney kind of taste well and you know we've talked about it before like you have hops that are used for aromas you have hops that are used for bitterness you have hops that have more of a piney characteristic to them you have ones that are more floral you have ones that are more citrusy driven like I, you know I really think that this one is probably more of a citra hop in it just because of its flavors in and of itself so an APA which is American Pale Ale kind of came out around 1980. And so their ABV is around 5. And they're characterized by that floral, that citrus, sometimes that piney. Um, But they're going to be like a medium body uh, beer with a low to medium like IBU count. So that's kind of that distinguishing activity of of an American pale ale. Yeah. Now, you said Australian. I'd have to Google that to really figure out how that's different. Do you know? I don't. It's yeah. Just, it's just one of the styles that was listed as deriving from a pale ale. Now, the ESB, you know, that's one of the <laughs> – I told Josh this – Story, but I went to the liquor store and, man, I really, I really wanted, knew he was doing something local and I wanted to do something, you know, not local. And that's what I ended up doing anyway. But I wanted to do like English. I wanted to do an ESB. Mm -hmm. Well, the rest of the story is it's like, mm -mm, not in Arkansas. Mm -hmm. ESBs aren't, aren't made a whole ton anymore. I'm surprised you just didn't go try and find like, um. Oh, it's Samuel Smith's pale ale. Like pale ales that are coming from England rather than the ESB. Well, true. Samuel Smith pale ale doesn't really turn me on that much. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. English-style pale ales aren't going to turn you on because they're not they don't have enough body or enough hop driving to them. Which is why I like that style of pale ale. Which okay. is why I used to like the Diamond Bear's pale ale. Oh, yeah. Because uh-huh. Diamond Bears is an English style pale ale, it more, is an English style more pale. malt with aroma hops and not really hop centered, right? Which a lot of American pale ales have kind of turned to, right? All right. Have you eaten anything yet? I've, <laughs> I've been eating on the fries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't need any ketchup. I don't need any mustard. I mean, there's uh, there's sweet potato fries, right? Yep. I'll, and I could just eat these all day. And just sip on the beer. The beer doesn't seem like it's high on an ABV. Six. Oh, it's higher than I expected. Okay. I was thinking it was in that five range, like I just said. But, yeah. So, the sweetness of the beer and the sweetness, perceived sweetness, I guess, of the fries. No, the fries are sweet. the perceived perceived sweetness sweetness of the beer. I said that backwards. Thanks (laughs) thanks for correcting me, Josh. Uh But, Yeah those two things almost make us like like yeah you you do get the you do get that wonderful connection between the two there's they're really harmonious and it doesn't like hide anything it doesn't really change anything they just work really really well together mhm mm-hmm. now point remove brewing is like i said we like we talked about is up in morton arkansas which is about 40 ish 30 30, 30 ish minutes away from where we are here in little rock and it's it's a nice little spot you know they came they were homebrewers that were doing some really good stuff and then they they opened something up in their area and like we talked about there's not a lot up in that area when it when it comes to beer culture or outside of just homebrewing. So they really filled that niche in the beer. Mm. The beer, to me, is, is quite good. Well, like the next town up, up I think, is Russellville. And same thing. It's a- <laughs> So you'll see that these college towns, in a lot of cases, are going to be the dry county. Now, of course, University of Arkansas, the big school, is wet. Well, the town of Conway, where UCA is, is wet. Well, but Conway. Conway is wet. The town of Conway is wet. It is a wet city in a dry county. The <laughs> city is wet. Okay, yeah, right. Jonesboro's. But you, you do have quite a few college towns. I mean, some of our lesser So, you know, lesser colleges. what you're about to say is it's all about the money. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so, what they do, one of, the re- one of the things they do in Arkansas is to quote de incentivize alcohol drinking is the taxes on alcohol are outrageously high mm-hmm. and there's a different there's a different taxing level for beer a wine and liquor in a restaurant mm-hmm. actually i think overall the sales tax you have sales tax plus you have the alcohol tax right on top of it i believe and so that's just one of the things they do to try to de-incent- de de incentivize drinking and obviously it doesn't work but it is about the money because you know alcohol sales create a lot of revenue in taxes you know i probably told this story once before but when we lived in kansas city we lived on, lived on the kansas side and because of the old dog city days it it was dry over there what the restaurants were dry now, you could go to a private club. You could join a private club and you could have your bottle up in the counter and you could go to that private club and pour your liquor and then they'd they'd charge you for the setup. But yeah, the restaurants were dry. This was back when you and Mom lived there the first time. Yeah, this was seven. Okay, because when we lived there in the 90s, that was not true. That was not true. And so mm-hmm. what Kansas City realized is people were going across the state line to Kansas City on the Missouri side and going to the restaurant because you could have wine or beer with your food. Well yeah that makes sense. So it's all about the money and I know I told this part of the story. I went back to do some uh, engineering help for the guys and we worked all day on in, in the Kansas City side and the guy says well you know let's go get a drink and I said you can't do that on the Kansas side. He goes, yeah, what? And so we go over there, and I don't know where it was. It was like a Chi-Chi's or something. And we walk in there, and he tells tells the you know the hostess, oh, I got my friend from out of town, and you know we kind of like a beer and some probably some food. And she says, how are you going to do that? And he pulls out his wallet, and he's got all these like club cards. Mm-hmm. And she goes, nope. Nope, 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 nope. And she looks at me and she goes, so you're out of town, right? I go, yeah. She says, you got a hotel key? I said, yes, ma'am. And I pulled my key out, gave it to her. This is back in the days when you had a real, I want to shake the key. Yeah. I had a real key instead of the key card. And I gave her the key and she goes, okay, you're a member. You want to buy him a beer? (laughs) (laughs) And that's had funny. And it yeah, and that's how stupid it was. <laughs> well, we still have private clubs here in Arkansas. That's I don't know if it's a way around I don't think it's a way around the The liquor law? Like the the dry laws. I don't think it's a way around that. But it's a way around a meet and two regulation for liquor mm. a lot of times. Because to serve to have a license to serve hard spirits you have to serve food mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have to serve a meat and two as food mm-hmm. so w- places will get around that by they'll they'll get a private club's license some places charge you for to to visit the club some places don't some places you sign you sign a book that you've signed into the club well you remember in Kansas tanners And we'd go there after some of your baseball games? The tenor. Uh, It was there on, I forget which street, but but the point, listeners, is that they had to sell more food, dollar-wise, than beer and wine. Is that the one where we go watch the Arkansas games? Um, yes. That's down by Gates. Well, that, there was a different. Oh, that, that was di- that, that actually was, was a different one. But sometimes we went to Tanner's. Tanner's uh, was on Eighty Seventh Street. I think I know where we're talking. About. Yeah, and uh, we'd go over there after your game, and the coaches would blah, blah, blah to each other about how great they would coach the game and <laughs> how you guys won. And- it's a Mexican restaurant, right? Uh no! But the point the anyway. Point, the point anyway. was. They had to sell more food than they sold dollar-wise mm-hmm. in alcohol. And that was their rule. So, now I've tried the pizza. So, the pizza's got something spicy in there. Is that just... That's the pepperoni. Pepperoni, but I saw some flakes of something. It's just like a, a tiny seasoning. But it's oh, the, it's okay. the pepperonis that have that little bit of spice too. Okay. Well, that spice and this beer go <laughs> really good together, too. Yeah, it it... It balances it out. It really, it really balances out the way the beer works with that spice level. Now, the burger. I hadn't done the burger. The burger is. You're probably gonna like the burger pairing better than I do, because it. What it does is it add, it shows off the bitterness of the beer. Okay. So I mean, I think. That to me is not my favorite of the pairings, but I understand, I understand it. Like, I mean, the burger's great, the onion, the onion fries, Mm -hmm. straws that are on top of it go really well. And just with the beer, it's not my favorite because of how it, what it does to the beer. Now, an IPA drinker or somebody who likes that bitterness Mm -hmm. would enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, Cut me a little piece of pine and just put it right on the burger. <laughs> no, that would be a little too much. Well, some rosemary. That's not pine, but... Yeah. That'd give me some of uh, same kind of sensation. But you're going to get that when you drink the beer. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's really kind of unnecessary. Now, did you go ahead and try the pairing while I'm asking the question. Well, I, was, I just had the burger, and you're right. I do like it, and the... Straw Onions, that's a thats a real a real good addition to it. Now, where did you get that? I got it from Big O. Oh, okay. Big, Big Orange. Big Orange, the yeah. burger place. It's their Southwest, what do they call it? Smokestack Burger. It usually has like a barbecue sauce over the top, but I didn't want, because I knew the barbecue sauce had a little bit of like sweet heat to it. And I didn't want to have that part of it with the beer so that's why it's not on there. Oh okay. And the fries came from from them at Big Horns yeah. as well. As well. Mm-hmm. I usually get the turkey burger but that's that's all right. That, I don't need two big patties like that. But I'm going to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so have you ever made a pale ale? Oh yeah, that's that's one of the beers that you kind of start with. Yeah. Cream ale, pale ales. You know, that's that's just kind of your bread and butter if you're going to be a beer maker. Why do you start there? Well, they're easy to make. Um, They're not real complicated. You know, some of the other beers that you make have a a lot of complexity on the hops and the different grains. I mean, pale ale is just... A pale ale can be like one grain One hop, water, yeast, you're done. Yeah, it's fairly, because it's, you know, it's just easy to do. Now, you can, your mistakes will show up easier when you're doing something light like that. You know, if you want to hide your mistakes, make a stout. (laughs) Because you're not going to see it and maybe not even smell it. Now, you know, when you make a pale ale and you, and you don't do it just right, uh, you can easily get that skunky thing going. Yeah. When you did your pumpkin beer, was it the base like a pale ale recipe? It was. But it just had those pumpkin spices, you know. Yeah. The baking spices and all that with it. Okay. Cool. It's that time of year. It is, and we're you know, we're finally getting some cooler weather. I think today it's only supposed to get up to eighty. Yeah, that's cooler for that's us. Cool. That's all, that, you know, that's twenty degrees cooler than we've been previously. Oh, we were surprised because we went down to Cabo San Lucas, and that's, for the listeners' sake, that's if they don't know, that's on the end of the Baja, or the California Peninsula, and uh, it's it's all it's it's arid or semi-arid, so it's always hot. Well, when you say arid or semi-arid, you're thinking low humidity. Yeah. Well, this past time we went, it's like humidity was 70%. Well,
1: there's and, a storm off the coast, there. wasn't
0: there? There was. That's what was happening. And then there was two days where we had where we had rain, so we just stayed in, you know, the the room and oh, yeah. did some nice reading and <laughs> you know kind of looked out. Yeah. Palm trees are really moving. I bet but it wasn't anything like it wasn't it's just a tropical you know I think the breezes were like 25 gusts into maybe 35 yeah well I'm anything else you want to know about my beer the pairings oh let's just uh, hit pause and we'll just eat and drink (laughs) the rest of the beer you already finished your. I did Uh, you uh, you were talking more than I was I started before you (laughs) too I started while you were doing some oh, research. Oh, you started like an hour ago? <clears throat> no, nah, you go Sure. We'll, we'll say an hour ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we'll switch over. All right. So, Dad, why don't you go ahead and remind us what your beer is and your pairings. So, I have Dale's. It's an American Pale Ale. Uh, it's Oscar Blues Brewing. And my sides, I did Scotch Eggs. I did a... Cheese beer soup, and then I did just you know over the, over the counter at the the grocery store. Uh, banquet is the name brand of a beef pot pie. Now, here's my theme. That was a breakfast, lunch, dinner kind of theme. Okay, so Scotch egg. If you look up Scotch eggs, you're gonna think, oh, that came from Scotland. Nope. Nope. It was originated in England. And that's why I was saying I was looking for maybe an English bitter, you know, an ESB, so that I could really go into that theme. Beer, cheese, soup, it's not really an English or American or whatever, but, and then the pot pie. Uh, now, the pot pie, when we were in London, so, you go into a pub, and on the menu, they'll have like three different beers and three different pot pies. It's a great way to experiment yeah. with what they have. Yeah, pies are very popular in England. Oh, yeah. And they won't all be meat pies. Nope. You know, you, you'll have a pretty light light beer that will go maybe with a uh a broccoli. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, I don't know about that. But <laughs> they they do their pairings pretty well. Yeah. Well I mean they've been some of the best brewers. They've been doing this a long time. For a long, long time. Especially in pubs, you know, they've probably been doing this pairing for long <laughs> maybe a hundred years or so. I started to go back to that uh <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> burger's really good, isn't it? Yeah. So uh this pale ale is more amber in color than the uh long pool. And it has it doesn't have as much hoppy characteristic. And maybe it was just my first sip off the other one, and then I went straight into the sausage. So that may have that may have tainted that a little bit. But I'm gonna, you know, keep trying it. Well, I think I already said that the, the IBE used on this beer is 65. Yeah, but it's, it doesn't come across that way. It comes across as, like, there's bitterness there, and but there's a lot of malty characteristic to this beer as well, at least from what I'm tasting. What are you tasting over there? Well, I'm with you. Uh, it's not, you would say, piney. There is no piney. They're Both of these are that American pale ale that can have that piney, that floral. Did you get any floral on the nose? Uh-uh. I didn't either. And really, I like the color of this one better than the other one. Yeah. And and you might say, well, why? So, for me to look at the color and see that it's got this orange goldish tint versus one that's straw, I'm going... There must be some better stuff in there. Now that's not necessarily true, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not true <laughs> that, at all. That has nothing to do with it. It's just That's Miller that light had, bias. Well Hey man. No, I'm saying it's it's because you're so used to light beers being Miller light, Coors light, Bud Light, but like those beers right? to bias. I can I can see right through it though. It's not that dark. But yeah, um I just Kind of look at that and say, you know, that's, that's really good. So, it works well with the sausage, though. Like, this is a workhorse beer. Like, this is a beer's beer to me. Which is what I expect for a pale ale to be. That's right. I expect a pale ale just to be a good, solid beer. I don't want it to be overly hoppy. I don't want it to be right. overly malty. Right. I just want it to be a good beer. And go with pretty much anything I throw at it. And I so far right. that's kinda what I get from this Dales. So where are they located? where so Dale it's it's Dale's Pale Ale from Oscar Blues Brewing. Now where are they out of? Lions, Colorado. So if you come out of Denver and you go north on I twenty five Like you're heading toward Boulder or Fort Collins. You right? correct and you decide no I'm going to go up into the mountain and I'm going to go to the Rocky Mountain National Park okay At Estes. and you start and you turn up there and I don't know the highway number but you turn up there and you kind of wander around well you will go right through Lyons and I've okay. never seen I've never seen this uh brewery well when was the last time you guys did that uh we went through there maybe three years ago. Okay. These guys have been there they've been since there. they've been there since two thousand two. I forgot you guys you guys go to Estes quite a bit. Well so I like to fly fish and you know uh the river below Estes and now I can't even think of the name of it, uh but I like that, that river, you know, parts of it are catch and release and then there's this this like '60s version uh, cabin series. Uh, oh, what's the name of it? Anyway, this place we stay, and in fact, the the little cabins kind of the the back of the cabin has has a patio, you know, on the back, and it, part of them they're over the river. Yeah, so it's really nice. You got that river sound. You're sleeping with the windows open, but yeah, and and Lyons is a nice little town, but I've never, you know, I've never seen this, and uh, handcrafted beer served with, uh, you know, Creole, Cajun, Barbecue, of course, I think we could throw Cajun, Barbecue, and Creole on this plate, and they go right with this pale ale, so they do. You know, I I like the, you know, I used to hate the idea of cans. (laughs) But there's a lot of, there's a lot of breweries that are now going back to cans. So I've heard the math story. And I I can't exactly remember it. To ship bottles is like so many four, six, eight, ten, I don't know what the number times the cost to ship cans because that glass bottle yep. is so much more weight than the can and there's some there's some really great can art yeah now if you, this came in a box a little box of, of uh, six pack there's no real major can art on this can I mean it's just uh, not supposed to be yeah, it's a blue can with Dale's Pale Ale. Well, Oscar Brewing and we in the Oscar red. and actually yeah. Oscar Blues doesn't do a whole lot of can art. No, they beers. don't. Very simple, very, very straightforward, simple, very straightforward. Yeah, one of my favorite beers is made by Oscar Blues, which I think I've done on the show. The uh, the barrel aged ten fifty. They have they they have a stout. Their imperial stout is called ten fifty. Okay, and it is ten point five percent, with hence the name ten fifty. Okay, well then they barrel age it. Well, it's this is six. So a, this is six and a half. It's so good. Yeah, six and a half. So yeah, I mean, next time I go through there, I'm gonna have to stop. <laughs> but uh, have you you tried the Scotch egg? Uh huh. So the Scotch egg. Um, the reason I did that is because that's an English thing. Like I said, the Scotch. What I did was a very simple version. Uh, it's just egg wrapped in sauces that you bought. Now, a lot of people just, you know, they put all these spices and all these different things in, it's the, all, so in the sausage. You you forgot to mention something. It's a hard-boiled egg. Uh, correct. <laughs> that uh, you put the sausage around. Oh, yeah. It's not a raw egg. <laughs> And well, and I was telling Josh, I said, I wanted, I didn't want the hard, hard, hard bald. I wanted kind of the, the soft, crusty. Well, (laughs) when I peeled them, they were one of them, my, my thumb slipped. (laughs) It's like into the, (laughs) but you're going to, what I did is I put these in the oven. Now, typically you you put them in grease. Deep fry them. Yeah. So I've had the soup. It's um it's a potato based soup, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's good. Uh you use you told me you use some IPA in it, and that bitterness kind of comes through a little yeah. bit. But with the potato and the cheese, it tastes it tastes good. And with the beer, it brings out more of the hot flavor. Of the beer. Or of yeah, the- of the beer. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of elevates that. Hoppy um, bitter quality. Mm-hmm. It's not really citrusy or floral. It's more of the bittering bittering hops that are in there. It's really good. This is a good beer. I kind of forget about this beer because it is it pale ales aren't really a style that I gravitate toward, especially more American pale ales because a lot of times they become very close to IPA mm-hmm. and they have to me they're more reminiscent of an IPA than an actual pale ale they're too driven by the hops and they're not it's it gets out of balance to me like a balanced pale ale is kind of like this dales and actually the long pool was more along that lines of balance too where there were there were notes of everything that you're doing in there but there were, nothing was shouting and taking over Mm-hmm. Kind of with an IPA, the stylistic is to have that extra hot flavor, as what's going on. So what happened, Josh? is I said, okay, I'm use I'm gonna use beer. I'm gonna use dales, and then I'm looking at the recipe and it says four and a half cups. I'm gonna no, I'm not gonna use that much dales because I'll be out. <laughs> I won't be out out, but I'll uh, four and a half cups is. Uh, 12 ounces is one can. so It's a quart, it's a quart and a half. Four cups? That's... Uh, sorry, listeners. We're <laughs> bad at math. So, 20, 24, which is two cans, is three. Three cups. And it said four and a half. So, now we're going to use, like, three beers. And it only came in a six-pack. I didn't want use them all. So, I did add... Like you said, I added that one IPA. Well, the, the IPA, I don't know what the bittering of the IPA is, but I got a lot of bittering off that soup. And I'm just a little bit disappointed with that. But it goes well with the beer. Yeah, Doug. Surprised me. And I would prefer more cheese. What, what about you? Yeah, definitely. Because cause the recipe had three pounds of potatoes. Uh, this is like a potato cheese soup. And six really ounces cheese of soup. cheese. And it's yeah. like, I used eight ounces of cheese, <laughs> and I think we could have used eight a- more. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you could... Anyway, we could go down the rabbit hole of beer cheese soup. You know, you don't even need the potato, really. You just use some beer, some chicken stock, and some cheese. <laughs> and maybe some cornstarch to thicken it up, but... It's a, it's a good, it's, but it's good though. It's good for what it is. Did you try the Popeye? I did. And it goes quite well. I think, you know, either one of these pale ales, like we said before, you can just throw anything. Yeah, like I said. then reason. And that's what, that's what a pale ale should be. A pale ale should be, you know, a workhorse beer. It should just be a good beer. Mm-hmm. Balanced, lighter in body lighter in the hop style and just be delicious. Yeah. I don't expect a whole lot from pale ales. And maybe that's just me because it's not my st- not my main style, but as we've seen there you 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 can have a wide swath of what a pale ale is. Yeah. But to me it should just be a good a, a good representation of a beer. So Dales has a double IPA I'm not surprised by that at all. And you, <laughs> and you wouldn't touch it. <laughs> I would try it. I would not buy it. All right. Well, I'll have to. I don't think it's in our store. <laughs> well, that's good. So, you said you've made some pale ales before. Do you ever, besides the pumpkin pale ale, did you ever do any other kind of experimentations with pale ales when you were making them? Well, I made. I made an American pale ale, made IPAs. I mean, you know, it's what you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's <laughs> as a home brewer, you make what you want to drink. <laughs> of course, and pale ale, I love to drink. And you know, I I think I, I think my first beer that I made was a cream ale that came in a box. That <laughs> had all the ingredients and made the cream ale, and it was good. But, you know, that's not necessarily my style. Yeah. And then, you know, I made some stouts, of course. Okay. Was well, there anything else you want to tell us about this pale ale? Well, it's like I said, I'm going to have to go to this place. <laughs> yep. So, you haven't been to Lions, have you? No, I have not. You know, Colorado's a- Good place for beer. There's lots of different beers there. Uh, yes, they are very well known for beer. Yeah, you coming up on best on plate then? Yeah, I th- I think uh, I think I'm ready for it. Are you? Yeah. Well, let's start with mine. What was your favorite of my pairing? Uh like you said, I would pick this, this <laughs> yeah, the the sandwich. Yeah, the burger is good. The big burger. Yeah, and it and it you did. know Those straws just add to it. They do. I lo- really I, do. I love a good onion straw on a burger. And, of course, it came with the fries, right? They came together? Uh, yeah. I mean, I ordered them together. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the pizza, where'd you get that from? Domino's. Okay. <laughs> that one... Okay. I didn't cook a darn thing. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> for right. this one. And I cooked everything. Well, I just threw the pot pie in the oven. So... But, f- but yeah, that that sandwich is really good. So, for me, the... Best was the sweet potato. The pizza. Oh, no, the sweet potato. I fry. thought you were going for the pizza. No, the pizza was good, and it worked. They worked well together to kind of balance each other out. But it was the simplicity of how well the sweet potato fries worked with the beer was just. Oh yeah, great. it was totally simple, and I loved it. I and loved it was, uh, was sweet with perceived sweet, like like. And the nice, like, and then it's like when you have a like, like, oh boy, here we go. When you have a like, like, like that, <laughs> <laughs> you just want to keep doing it. Yeah. You want to just keep eating and drinking. Yeah. And, it, that, was, and it that was really good. Why not? All right. What about for yours? What was your favorite pairing? Scotch egg. Oh, yeah. Why is that? Because I'd never made those before and it, it was a simple scotch egg. It was just sausage and the boiled egg, and you roll it up, you put it in I don't like the grease that would have happened if I'd fried it, yeah, and you and when you fry something, it's like you get that really hot grease and you don't know if it really got all the way cooked through. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like using the oven, okay, and then. You know there's a whole lot more I could have done one of the recipes I mean the recipe is as long as my arm because it had you know all these different spices to put into the sausage, yeah, it was exactly. like, well, what's wrong with this sausage Just so, you know I just buy it a Kroger's and throw it together, pound yeah. it out put put it around the egg, yep, and do a well what you do is a a, a flour egg wash uh crumb mhm, so I think my favorite pairing, I think I'm going to agree with you that the scotch egg was the best. The pie was good. The pie was really good. I think maybe with a better quality beef pie or a beef stew, mm-hmm. it might have been a little bit better. But the way the sausage really worked with the beer mm-hmm. was was really good. All right. Well, it's time to blind. And since you're back and it's a beer week, oh, you're up. Uh-oh. All right. I'll get it poured up. Good. All right, Dad, there you go. Go for it. You got me poured up. So this is light in color, about, uh, well, it's lighter. Lighter than the, <laughs> it's lighter than your pale L. That again. About the same. Oh, well, yeah, I got some of that. Okay. What was the name of yours? Long Pool. Okay, this is Long Pool. Oh, I'm supposed to. I mean, if you want to stop there, we can stop there. <laughs> People can come back next week yeah. to see how wrong you are. Oh, well, there you go. That's a hint, listeners. Oh, man. I'm not getting hardly anything. Of course, I'm all soft up. I'm not getting hardly anything on the nose. You getting anything? I'm, I'm sure not, he- he- I'm not helping not, you. Yeah, you wouldn't tell me. I'm just, I'm just getting sweetness kind of thing. Okay. Swishing around a little. So, there wasn't any head on it. And... uh it's not that cold. It's been in the fridge, of course. I'm going to give it, I'm going to take a little water to kind of cleanse my palate. Mm. I think I've had this beer, but I'm trying to think where and what. So most, I'm getting some sweetness. I don't get any floral. I'm just, and it's quite clear, but I'm going to, it's not a Bud Light. Got too much flavor for that. It's not a stout. Got the wrong color. Not a. I. It's not a white. Nope. It's not a. I don't think it's a, a wit or a wheat. Don't have any, any of those smells. <clears throat> it's not a nut brown. It's. So, what could it be? It could. It could be, a. Pale Ale, it's malt-driven. It's not hot-driven. Okay. So, I'd say it's not an IPA. So, let's see. It's not a scotch, not a porter. It's So, a Pilsner is usually lighter than this. Okay. So, I don't think it's a Pilsner. Dang. It's not an ESB. We're eliminating a lot of stuff, and I'm getting lost as to what's left. Well then, talk about what you think it is. Yeah, right. Drink it. Drink some more of it. So, Will, um, Daddy Mills is kind of lost on this one. <laughs> Be a pale. I don't think it's that. What's that one? Shock top. That's it's not. Shock top's a Belgian wit. Yeah, I know it's not that. What are you tasting in it, Dad? I don't. I, you haven't really talked about what it tastes like. See, yeah, I'm a, that's my problem. I'm, I'm congested and and I'm, I'm just tasting sweet beer. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's beer. Um, a pumpkin beer. Well, I don't get any pumpkin. Do you? I do not. Oh, thank you. Okay, it's not a pumpkin. Pilsner. It's not an IPA. So that sort of just leaves like you know a grosh, a kolsch. Okay. Oh yeah, a pale ale. Hmm. So, what do you think it is? It, it doesn't seem like it's a Oktoberfest either. It doesn't doesn't have that Marzen kind of taste that I'm perceiving. I'm watching his face to see. Um. So I'm gonna say, Josh, I'm gonna say this is a, like a a Colch. Okay. So that's about as far as I can go on it. Alright, so you're going to have to come back next week to find out whether Dad, Dad was right it, or if he was wrong. Oh, no. uh, wrong. <laughs> so what are we doing next week, Josh? Next week we are going to be doing flavored liquors. So any flavored liquor that's not categorized as like an Amaro or things like that. So what are you doing, Dad? I'm doing Fireball. No. What? Immediately okay, have fun doing the show by yourself. Oh really? What what's the problem? <laughs> uh that is that is one liquor that I do not I've never had it drink. There are better cinnamon if you want to do a cinnamon whiskey that's fine. Pick a better Well I will never do a cinnamon whiskey and I told Josh the reason why. It's just like cinnamon just burns me up. So I'm gonna look for a chocolate bourbon. Okay. That's what I'm going to look for. Chocolate bourbon. I know there's a chocolate rum out there if you can't find it. Well, yeah, if I can't find, I know there's one too. Yeah. So, you know, my sweet tooth has been yelling at me. And and Halloween's coming up. Yeah. And we're going to be passing out chocolate. So if you come by the house, (laughs) I'm going to have some Snickers, those little bitty mini Snickers. Yeah. And so that might be my pairing. (laughs) That, <laughs> I mean, you know, that may not be a bad pairing. <laughs> well, it shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're doing this because we're going to be doing some, the week after, we're going to be doing Halloween cocktails for our cocktail episode. So, Dad, you're going to be doing that, a chocolate whiskey. Yeah. Oh. And then I am going to be doing the ever-popular Screwball, which is a peanut butter whiskey. Oh yeah, okay. It's uh it's very popular out there. Uh, that was my second choice. Well, well third choice after a fireball. But uh, I'm really not going to do a fireball. Uh, that was just goodness. to get a reaction, listener. <laughs> so and I'm going to. You and I talked about that last night. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm. I'm going to be. You said a thousand percent no. <laughs> yeah, I thought no. Immediately no. Immediately no. I'm going to be doing a screwball as my um, pairing, and you know maybe I'll bring some Reese's peanut butter cups to go with it as uh, as one of mine so but we're very happy to have you guys along with us on this journey and remember we're out there on all the socials facebook instagram twitter and tiktok you can email us at acquired at gmail.com or reach out to us through any of those social medias we would love it and we would appreciate it if you hit your subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform where you listen to us and share us with your friends so for us here at acquired tasting once again i'm josh mills and i'm john mills and we'll see you next time thank you and goodbye